We're on a mission from God. And now, something completely different. Saturday, everyone, as you're listening listening to uh, KFUO Radio, and this is Wrestling with the Basics. I'm Pastor Matt Youngblood Clark from Ascension Lutheran Church in St. Louis, Missouri. And I'm Pastor Jolly John Lekomsky from St. Paul's Lutheran Church in New Athens, Illinois, and Trinity Lutheran Church in Darmstadt, Illinois. One of the many, many, many churches of the Lutheran Church of Missouri Synod named Trinity. Trinity. <laughs> I did not know that. <laughs> there aren't many named Ascension. You I know think what? That's toward the bottom of the list. Well, yeah, because there's lots of St. Paul's. In fact, I think just in, in my neighborhood, there's like three or four other St. Paul Lutherans. But you're right. I don't know of any other Ascensions in Illinois or over here in Missouri. They are few and far between. Uh, yeah, not many. And, and yet, you know, when I go to a lot of churches, a lot of them will have the picture of the Ascension. Up there in the front. Uh, do you have Do you have the picture of the Ascension? We do. Yeah, thankfully yeah. we do. So because um, Trinity does, Trinity has a picture of the Ascension. Yeah. St. Paul doesn't have a picture, so we. Yeah, a couple here in St. Louis, I know, have the Ascension even there, right above the altar. Yeah. But no, we uh, thankfully we do. I think that's awesome because it's that nice visual about what what their, their church namesake is all about. You know, there's a isn't there like an Ascension insurance, like health insurance or something? <laughs> that's not us. No, we're just. <laughs> For the church. What about Jesus You ascension? get a lot of calls from people uh, asking for car insurance. <laughs> Wrong number. <laughs> but no, it's uh, it keeps the focus on, on Christ and his ascension. And I love how his, his nail-pierced hands and feet oh, I know. That's are cool still right that there. Yeah, yeah, in that yeah. stained glass window. He's crucified, risen, now ascended to. That's, and, that's and, and, you know, the irony of that is as he's ascended, he said to his disciples, I'll always be with you till the end of the age. Isn't, Isn't that something? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And well, last week we talked about the Holy Spirit and that promise too as he ascends that he's not going to leave him alone. Yeah, no. he's with him, like you said, but he's also sending the helper. He's sending the Holy Spirit uh, who's with them and even in them, as Jesus says. Could could I start today with a little, uh, with an amusing antidote? Would that be okay? <laughs> Please do. Not Please antidote, do. Anic- it, anecdote. Would it, be, would it be wrestling with the basics without one? Well, the reason I want to do this is because my wife and I are going to celebrate our 15th wedding anniversary this week. Yeah. Uh, congratulations. And, and years. How, about, how about you? you well, we are celebrating our 15th wedding I anniversary at that. the end of the month. Yeah, yeah. June the 29th. All right, and we're, we're one day after you, June 30th. Isn't, June that, 30th. Something? Isn't that amazing? So we so, got married on a Saturday, you got married on a Sunday. Yep. Yeah. We did. That's right. It was part of our, our Sunday morning church service. That's really strange to think. So you were, I, who, who would have known? Who would have known? known? That's before we even knew each other. Do you feel like maybe you're rubbing off on your wife? That maybe she's starting <laughs> to pick up some of your... Off on me. Is she? Well, that would be good. This would be a positive <laughs> thing because I know your wife. She's such a sweetheart. But I'm worried that I'm maybe warping my wife. Uh-oh. I'm not so sure because... A uh, bad uh, influence on uh, Lynn. That's the word. Thank you. Perfect. That's a bad influence. Because, <laughs> you know, I have this kind of odd sense of humor. So so this last week, we were, have you ever gone to Rooster in town? 
and and St. Louis. Yes, I am. It was yeah. a breakfast place. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, a sure. it's a chain and, and, uh, called a Rooster. Yeah. yeah, and they they've got uh, crepes and and uh, omelets oh, and stuff like that. Stuff. Yeah. So anyway, we, I'm taking her to Rooster first time to Rooster, and she doesn't know about Rooster. And I say, yeah, they tell me, Lynn, that it's got the best Rooster in all of St. Louis. This, if you're looking for Rooster, you can't go any better. If you want to eat Rooster, you want to. <laughs> yeah. And she says, without without a beat. Without hesitation, she says, yeah, I hear it tastes a lot like chicken. Uh, <laughs> holy uh, cow. So, yeah, sweetheart, like happy anniversary. Chicken. I do love you. And and so I, I, I'm, she's, you know, she's out talking to me now. She's out joking me. How uh, could that oh, be? No. I'm the I'm Jolly John. But she's got, she you has always got have, one more line. Look at that. You, you've, you've worn off on her. Yeah. I don't know. Yep, she's you, always... Yeah, created one more. a monster. <laughs> we don't need two Jolly Johns. No, Lynn, no. fight back. <laughs> Last week, Mitt. 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 <laughs> Hi, Mitt. Mitt. How you doing? <laughs> How many years have we been doing this? I don't remember your Mitt. name. <laughs> Matt. We, we had a passage from John with some difficult, difficult Bible yes, passages. Yes, we did. And you think that'd be enough for you, but you actually want to take upon an even more difficult Bible passage today, Glutton you tell for me. for punishment. Uh, yeah. No. Well, this is one that, I don't know if, if this is the case for you, but when, when people are kind of maybe maybe new to the Apostles' Creed. Yeah. Maybe they're yeah. just sort of learning what the Apostles' Creed is about. And in our new member class over at Ascension, when people are interested in joining, uh, we when we talk about Jesus, we usually walk through the Creed. I think that's a good... That's you know, a good, a good place. St- it hits the highlights. It's a yeah. good starting place. But when we get to that point in the Creed where it talks about Jesus descending into hell. hell. So, yeah, so we talk about it. He crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell the third day he rose again from the dead and, and people almost without fail raise their hands and say pastor wait a second yeah what's that all <laughs> what, about what's this descent into hell stuff all about uh i think it's a common question oh first what is this descent into hell you know is is this the uh, is did this really happen even uh where do we get this from it's in the creed is it in the bible though and then second well why what, what what's the deal why if jesus did go into hell why in the world would he go into i, I hell? think that's the big question yeah. yeah why did he go it's a peculiar thing to start off with but yeah you're gonna actually show us the bible passage where that happens yes. but but yeah why but okay so i'd like to first start off with a little quote from the the musical genius meatloaf (laughs) i'm not sure what his is his first name or last name i'm not sure i think it's like madonna mr meatloaf no no it's just meatloaf because i think it was okay just one name (laughs) yeah like share madonna Madonna, yeah prince when you when you've arrived it's just meatloaf (laughs) was that mr loaf (laughs) first name meat okay Um, well, I think he's the one who's saying this, but but that that one that when uh, the love ballad in the early '90s, I would do anything for love, and there's this this uh, in the refrain. He says, "I would do anything for love. I would run to hell and back." Ah, okay. You know, yeah. Well, I mean, that singer Meatloaf is just being figurative, right? You know, first, does he really love someone enough to seriously go into hell for someone? No. no. I don't know. I, I, I don't want to steal your thunder, but you know that is exactly what the Apostle Paul said. What? That he would be willing to go to hell. Yeah, well, maybe that's where Meatloaf got that. Maybe he got it. <laughs> Who knew it was actually a biblical reference? Yeah, look at that. The theologian Meatloaf. Yeah. Well, okay, so so my, my first question is, is Meatloaf willing to, to really no. go to hell and back? Would we be willing Not out me. of love for someone to go to hell and yeah. back? And then second, even if he is willing, is Meatloaf or the Apostle Paul, even for that matter, 
able to do that yeah. to go to hell yeah. and back. Yeah. Uh, so you are, are you really willing to do that? Are you really able to do that? And, and the, the thing of it is, Jesus is, the answer is yes on both accounts. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he really is willing to go to hell and back for us out of love for us. And he's really able to do it too, because after all, he's he's the son of God. Yeah. You know, that's interesting. I'm, I'm going to take you off on a sideline here. Sure. But, but, of course, what I'm referring to is the, the, the passage where Paul says that if he thought it would could benefit of his brothers, yeah. that he would, yeah. he would be willing well, to go. That. Yeah, that's to, a to, which, Wow, and it just shows how much he really did love these people. But I think you've got a point. I don't know that Paul would have thought he could get, although maybe he did. Maybe he thought in Jesus he could come back. I don't know. I'm just wondering, you know, whether he thought he could go down and come back or whether he thought, I just love you enough. I would be willing to do that to go. And, yeah. And, and if he did, I mean, would that really, would it do anyone any good? No, it wouldn't do any good. No, and I think maybe. Because he's the worst of sinners. That's what he said. Yeah. You know, and he's, he's, he's a human being just like us. But if Jesus, if God and man goes to hell and back. Who is he, without sin. Who's without sin. That makes a difference. Just like Jesus' death on the cross, that makes all the difference. Paul's death, I wouldn't do any good for anyone. My death wouldn't be doing any good no. or your death. But if it's Jesus, if it's God himself who dies, whoa, well, that changes things. You know, though, I, I appreciate that because now you've, I understand what Paul's saying. Christ says we love because he first loved us. Yes. And that's what Paul says. Yeah. My love would, I, my love for you is so great. Yeah. If, if it would help you, I would go to hell. But you're right. It would not save you. I would do that because I love you, but that would not bring you salvation because, no, I'm the worst of sinners. I would get down to hell and everyone would say, well, this is where you belong. <laughs> this is no big surprise. Welcome here. Yeah. Everyone Welcome home. Even the Apostle Paul on his own. That's yeah. where he belongs. Yeah. So, uh, uh, but not Jesus. No, no. Yeah. All right. Well, let's take a look. So, so as I... As I said, we, we look at the creed, okay? And so we're looking at the creed, and when you're talking about Jesus in the creed, that second part, the second article of the creed, we can sort of divide it into two different parts, all right? Jesus' state of humiliation, okay? His, his humbleness, we might say, where he doesn't use or he doesn't choose to use his divine power, right. God, and that state of exaltation where Jesus, well, he's exalted, where Jesus does use his divine power, where he does use that authority, right? So we, we read the words of the creed, and I think it's pretty clear what, what falls into what, right? So humiliation. Oh, then, is it? Is well, it well, there? We'll, for the most part. Mr. Matt. <laughs> <laughs> not well, Mr. Mitt anymore. Yeah, yeah. Well, but not a single name we yeah. still have to use. Yeah, instead of not just yeah. the Matt. The Matt. Like meatloaf. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, um, so, okay. <laughs> because, well, not, not, well, go wait, ahead. Well, I just, I'm going to interrupt you because, first of all, we need to talk about this humiliation and exaltation yeah, thing that yeah, you're talking about. Good. Because I actually missed that on my theological exam. It's oh, one of the questions second. I missed on my After theological exam. Yeah. Wait a second. Are That's really right. And it, bugged me, it bugged me so much that I still remember it 39 years later. So here was the question. We'll, we'll see how you do. Jesus' okay. humiliation consisted in that he was a man. His humiliation consisted in that he was a man. Well, not not in and of itself that he, well, oh my goodness, not in and of itself right, that good. he was a man. So you got it but right because I said that as, was true. Well, as a man, he doesn't use his divine authority. Right. So he's a man even now, yeah. right? And he, but yet he's yeah, no, in the state of there's, there's nothing humiliating about being a man. No. God created men. Yeah. He said it was good. Yeah. That was very good. But I got that wrong because I said it was true. No, it's like you said. It's so, because he doesn't use yeah, his power yeah, as God. Yeah, yeah. That's the humiliation. But I think that's a great point. I'm glad you brought it up. So it's it's not just 
that it, when he was up in heaven, you know, then he was exalted. When he came down to earth, he was humiliated. And, you know, now he's back up in heaven, he's exalted again. You know, no, that's 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 really not it. Well, I like the thought that you're right. He's still a man up in there. Yeah. We're going to be men in heaven, men and women, and that'll be a good thing. Yeah. No, it's not the humanity, but it was that he didn't use the power he had as God. Yes. All right. Yet he's always God. So he never stopped being God. He just I know. did it. I know. It's, 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 didn't, didn't use the power, though. Yes. Yeah. So we're talking about two different things. We're talking about two things that go hand in hand, and we're getting way off subject, probably. But, but you have the humiliation. They, it relates. Humiliation, exaltation. But I think what, what's also important, you have these two natures. Yeah. So you have this, yeah. that he's, Jesus is both true God and true man. Yeah. So he, he doesn't cease to be, you know, at when he becomes incarnate, okay, when he takes on our flesh, when he becomes man he doesn't cease to be god no and just like today he doesn't cease to be man which you know, i bet that's mind-blowing i like that that, I that like he that. became one of us not just for you know his 33 years or so here on earth but he even now wow even now we're burying those wounds of the cross you know for for us as as still god and man incredible I, I like it too because he knows uh, he, he knows what the weakness of the flesh is, even though he hasn't been he's been tempted in every which yeah. way as we have. Yeah. So it's not like he's up in heaven saying, "Yeah, I, I remember once a long time ago what that was like." No, no, he's yeah, I understand what you're going through because I I still have that flesh. I know what that's yeah. all about. Yeah, you know. Yeah, what yeah. a comfort as, as our high priest is the one we pray in his name. Like yeah. we talk about last like week. us, like us in every way. Yeah, yeah. So, so when you when you look at the creed, then okay, yeah, I, I think I'm ready. Can, okay, so we can, the humiliation, things like being conceived by the Holy Spirit, that conception, right. and born of the Virgin Mary, suffering under Pontius Pilate, crucified, died, buried. I mean, we can see, yeah, he's not using his divine power. There is allowing these things to happen. There are part of God's foreknowledge and plan, right, and and purpose. But yet, yeah, his state of humiliation. Well, yeah, because here you got the Almighty God who's present everywhere. Yeah. In fact, he's actually with us right here today on this radio show, as he is with everyone who's listening to yeah. us at this moment. And yet, he was stuck away in the womb of a woman. Incredible that he would allow himself to to, to, to do that. Uh, I mean, be born like us. Or we're stuck in a hole in the ground. Yeah. yeah. For wow. sure. Okay, Buried. I'm sorry. You know, that's part of it, too. But that exaltation, then. Well, no, wait a second. Why? Uh, well, go ahead. Okay, What's the so, next thing? Well, the next thing, he was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. Well, that sounds like humiliation to me. Isn't I that know, where you see, go? That, you go that, to suffer. Exactly. Yeah. He descended to hell, third day rose again from the dead. It's a bad place. Ascended to heaven, sits in right God's right hand. All right, those are all exaltation. Yeah. all exaltation. Yeah. But what's the, yeah, what, what is the deal? And I think that's that's the whole point here. Is part is going into hell, is that part of Jesus' humiliation or part of his exaltation? Is he... Using his divine authority and power or not when he descends into hell. Uh, what's the deal? Um, Pastor Clark, does the Bible give an answer to that? Well, <laughs> yes, it does. I'm glad you asked Pastor Lukowski. But, you know, just, I mean, I think the reason we think what's this doing here, because throughout the scriptures, especially in the Gospels, hell is not a good place, no, right? No, it's not. We need no, to recognize no, that. No. But yet it's a real place. Um, Jesus, Matthew 25, he calls it this, this eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. Uh, Jesus talks about hell a lot, actually. He talks about it, you know, the place where the fire doesn't go out and the worm doesn't die oh, and yeah. weeping and gnashing of teeth. Um, this chasm even, he talks about between heaven, certainly, and hell. Um, but, you know, also we recognize that he doesn't want anyone to go to hell right desires that all be saved and come to a knowledge of the truth so having all that in mind why does jesus descend into hell and why is that part of his exaltation 
just a handful of passages talks about that descent into hell, right? Is there actually a handful? There is not many. So okay. the, the, there's the one we want to look at today from First Peter. Colossians chapter 2 talks about this. Have you know, you got it there? Yeah, 2 verse 15. Oh, you know, I, I, I don't have it. it in front of me, but... What, you then, want to look it up? And then maybe you could even include Psalm 16 verse 10 as part of that as well. What, but, what's Colossians but again, it's 2? Not, yeah, yeah, 2 verse 15. But again, not. <laughs> I'm not sure this is going to add a whole lot of clarity, John, so don't get too excited. But, but again, well, just... Well, well yeah. Okay, he, go ahead. He disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to open shame by triumphing over them and him. I, yeah. I see that. Yeah. Because yeah. where would those authorities be? They would yeah. be in hell. They yeah. were... Okay. Yeah, so again, this, this triumph. Okay, so yeah. again... Part of an exaltation, so I Put, think we're, putting we're them getting to shame there, right? too. Putting yeah, them to yeah. Shame. Uh, yeah. And then we have, you know, we have Psalm sixteen verse ten, which we already we kind of look at that in terms of the resurrection as well. But this connection of the descent into hell and and also the resurrection as well. But we look at uh, Psalm sixteen verse ten as I turn to it in my wife's Bible that I'm still using. <laughs> why? Uh, why are you, you Lisa, using the, the pink Bible? It was handy. Okay. It's on radio. No one can see that it's pink. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, we should have mentioned yeah. that. So, Psalm sixty verse ten: For you will not abandon my soul to Sheol, oh, oh, or let yeah. your holy ones see corruption. So I think there too. That, and Sheol is the the Hebrew yeah, word yeah. for for hell. Yeah. 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 So it's. Yeah, Jesus isn't being abandoned there or seeing corruption there uh, in hell. No, it's for some other reason. So Jesus doesn't stay in the tomb dead, but also even in his descent of hell, he's not going to be tortured. Right? Okay. So that, let's let's read this first Peter passage well, too. This is no, kind of the, no. Wait a second. Okay. So this isn't purgatory. I thought this was the passage for purgatory. Uh, no. That these people are in purgatory. <laughs> well, I mean, I think it's pretty clear that it's 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 hell, and I think. Um, one of these, right. uh, yeah, I think f- this first Peter passage will kind of give some clarity to it too. I, I agree with you. It's a lot clearer than those other two passages, but now I lost my place. Oh, wait a second. There it is. I've got it. First Peter. Where do you want me to start reading, Matt? Well, let's see. First Peter. Uh, let's see here. Uh, what do we got? Chapter three, chapter three verses about just 18 and 19. Uh, okay. okay. All right. For Christ also suffered for us, the righteous for the unrighteous. And he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the spirit. So we've got the whole crucifixion, resurrection stuff here. And here's the key verse, in which he went and proclaimed to the spirits in prison, because they formerly did not obey when God's... Well, that's it, isn't it? He went and proclaimed to the spirits in prison. That's it. Is there more? You want me to read more? No, I, I... Yeah, I mean, you can read on, you know, and it talks about Noah and the days of the flood and and details like that. But I I think that's pretty good. Well, it is, but it's very confusing. Yeah. He went and proclaimed to the spirits in prison. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so Jesus goes there. It doesn't say that he's going there to give them a second chance, right? No, nothing said about that. It doesn't say that he's going there to suffer. Jesus' suffering isn't mentioned there at all. Well, in fact, that other passage talked about triumph. So that would seem to be contrary to... uh, Exactly, exactly. Um, You know, and I think... You know, the context of First Peter too. We want to keep in mind Peter's writing to this group of people, Christians, who are being persecuted oh, yes. because of the faith. Yeah. Uh, they're living in in what's now Turkey. They live in Asia Minor. They're living in 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 a place where they're they're suffering for not worshiping pagan gods, for not worshiping even Caesar himself. They're in a living hell. hell. Okay. okay. 
And Paul, Peter writes to them to encourage them. And part of what he says is, is this verse, to encourage them with this verse, that here he triumphs, right? He highlights three truths in those verses, right? Jesus died. Okay. Right? Right. He was made alive. And then he also preached to the spirits in prison, in prison there in hell. He died. He was made alive descend into hell those those key things and that's really written i think to encourage those people in um what is now modern day turkey so we have this i i think what's helpful too is this hymn that walther wrote so the first president of our synod wrote this easter hymn right? oh yeah yeah and, uh, okay this one he, he's risen he's risen and i, I think walter's he's kind risen, of yeah, he's exactly, risen. yeah so walther kind of invites us to, to sit to picture what that was like in hell, what things were like in hell on Good ah, Friday. Ah, okay, okay. Um, so he is the stanza, the foe was triumphant. Satan was triumphant when on Calvary the Lord of Christ was nailed to a tree. You know, you, you can almost picture the party being thrown. Yeah, hell, right. Yeah. Satan's domain, the We've host shouted and the jeered. History of the world, they kill him. Yep. Jesus was slain, whom the evil ones feared. But then he goes on, okay, uh, and he talks about that party in hell being pretty short because the next stanza <laughs> says, "But short." Short was their triumph. The Savior rose. Death, hell, and Satan, he vanquished his foes. The concrete Lord, he lifts his banner on high. He lives, yes, he lives, and will never more die. You know, this banner he lifts on high, this banner of, of victory. Uh, and I think that we can begin to see why he goes into hell. You know, that banner of victory, to proclaim triumph that Colossians talks about, to, to, to talk to those spirits in prison even, um, he goes, yeah, and as victor, not to suffer. And I think that's so important. You know, he doesn't go into hell to suffer on our behalf. That would just say, to me, that's saying the cross wasn't enough suffering. Right. The, the cross wasn't no, good enough. No, suffer more. Jesus had to suffer just a little more to make your salvation sure. And you probably and should, too. It. You probably yeah. should, too. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah there's, we're back to purgatory, yeah. right? Yeah. And no, Jesus suffering his death is sufficient for all. It is finished. Um, it is finished. You know, he's not going to hell to give a second chance. It's not figurative either. He really descends into hell with that conquering banner of victory. He descends in that state of exaltation. And so I think that, you know, what what is, you know, for our lives today then, and for those people, you know, that Paul's writing to who are in a living hell, when, when they feel like they're in a living hell, when we feel like we're in a living hell sometimes because of different circumstances, whether it's, you know, outside of us or things in our lives, um, we, we have this confidence that Jesus conquered hell. He's conquered the literal hell, but he's also conquered the figurative hells in our life too by his rising and by his victory um so kind of the, the 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 answer is descends into hell part of the exaltation the divine power and he goes to proclaim victory victory over satan over hell over death and he goes right into the the, the you know the the devil's domain hell itself to do that any comments well, I'd say I like the picture you gave us. I could just see the devils and, and Satan. They're all having their big party. Yeah, and then, yep. hey, hey, somebody's at the door. Someone wasn't invited <laughs> to this party. Who, who's at the door? Oh, no. He's risen. Jesus. He's alive. Wait a second. Um, but I, 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 the key thing is is that I like the fact that he was victor over all these things for you and me. That That's the neat thing. Like you said, he's going to hell. For love and back, yeah, yeah, I know yeah. what you said in the thing. Yeah, he yeah. goes to hell. He goes to hell and back out of love for us. He does it not to suffer, but to claim victory. Like I think you said before, John. You know the, uh, you know he goes to the devil's capital city, right, to show yep. total yeah, victory, total defeat uh, over Satan, and that's uh, exactly what Jesus did for us.
So hopefully some clarity about another yeah, kind yeah, of difficult teaching. Me. One that yeah. we say every time we say the creed. Uh, but yeah, again, descended to hell, part of the victory of Jesus for us. All right. Well, we'll see what we come up with next week. Who knows what hard know. passages we'll <laughs> take on. We'll try to top this one. We'll see. Thank you for But we'll invite you to listen again next week to Wrestling with the Basics.